0: Hello there everybody and welcome back to another episode of Queen Chat and of course this is part of our special series of the 16 days in accordance to the UN, 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, Um, so trigger warning if um, you've been affected by domestic violence and it can still affect you, your mindset, if you're not feeling the best then please skip this episode and skip this whole series or come back to it when you're feeling a little bit better than yourself um so we'll be talking about those sort of things but now that that warning is done um it is day five of course we've been interviewing some amazing Queens um, from pageant land so
1: I'm going to let this amazing Queen introduce herself and her title <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Hi, everyone. I'm Romy Simpkins. I am currently a Miss Intercontinental UK 2020 finalist, but I'm also former Miss International UK and Miss Supernational England and Miss Global International United Kingdom. Uh, and I also run Atlantic somewhere and Atlantic Beauty Pageants. So that's a bit about me. <laughs>
0: You have. So, so many different things. Um, So loved in the pageant community and just, yes, um, I'm going to be very excited to hear this story because I know you're very passionate um, about um, raising funds for women's aid, for raising awareness for domestic violence. So before we get into all of that... um, can you share a little bit about
1: your story? So my story is that actually this was um, a number of years ago now thankfully uh, mm. where I am now kind of just say happily out of um, a, a very difficult relationship um, but it was also through a time that I thought I was supposed to be thriving especially in the pageant industry but behind closed doors I was actually really struggling um, with my mental health but also because of this person and I know domestic violence you know in any form it it, it comes um it's not always about being um in a, a close relationship it might be a co-worker or a family member or um but for me it was with someone that I was in an established relationship with um and so what I started to notice was more so the the patterns of behavior that were forming um, were constantly making me feel that I was to blame for things I was doing things wrong constantly um, and just feeling like I was you know worthless and I wasn't up to the standard that this person wanted which was a real shame because I put my all into that relationship especially when you care about someone so much um obviously you would do anything for them but obviously the the response from what I was offering wasn't quite good enough and it just formed into to more arguments and more demanding of me and um yeah in the end it just took its toll and I just I had enough and I started to notice how it was um, impacting my um emotions um, and my needs and my ability to talk to other people so yeah it was it was a difficult time but I'm glad to say that I'm out of it now. <laughs> oh my goodness yes
0: it's it really does take a lot of strength but also it's very interesting because she said it is behind closed doors not many people see it and you were putting on a front especially with the pageantry you know mm. you go to events and everyone would be like come in on a like how much you interact with everyone, and you know how much you do with the pageant community, and no one would have any idea that this was happening because domestic violence is not just like the physical; it's the emotional. Um. So how how did you make that connection to to leave to to end it? Um. How did that go about?
1: Um. It it not gonna lie. It took a while. Mm. It was to to actually admit that this wasn't right. Uh, and that took a, a number of attempts, probably to try and end the relationship. But obviously, you always think that they can change, turn a corner, mm. um, and maybe some people can. But in this instance, for me, um, it, it just didn't seem the case. Um, and it, it, you know, I think it took me—I'm not going to lie—it probably took me about four, five months to actually plan how I was going to end um, this relationship. Um, so actually, having to almost plan my my exit uh, which can be really hard when it's something that you don't want to necessarily do but you know it's right for you to do so um, that's what I'd say really. <laughs> Honestly
0: uh, a lot of people I've talked to about this it does it's the planning it's the getting your head around it and have a thought process so when it comes to it you can kind of turn your emotions off and turn your logic on like right this is happening even though I really don't want to do it they've said they've changed it changes for a couple months and then they go back to the same ways um and that's the worst part of it it's the drawing back in afterwards because as you said they put you down and kept putting you down Mm. to wear down your self-confidence so that's obviously a tactic that they use a lot of people don't realize that that is abuse you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be in a relationship like that
1: yeah and I just wanted to say actually something that I I will you know it might be a sign maybe just for me but maybe others Mm. might have experienced it is that my because of the stress levels and the intensity of the arguments um um, my memory became absolutely terrible um to the point where there was an argument it's almost like I couldn't um you know stand up for myself and, and yet I knew that I wasn't in the wrong in many of the the arguments we had but it was almost like my mind went blank it was so so overwhelmed with emotion so in the end when it came to my planning I actually had to remind myself by writing notes down of things that had happened or the experiences I had that let me go one day um I can look at these and know I did the right thing um so I know that can be really extreme for some but for me it was my way of bringing my memory back and going right this has happened before I don't need to deal with this I don't deserve this um, and that's why I'm I'm leaving
0: that's incredible but also yeah that is so true especially when emotions come into play but writing it down yeah then you've actually got a record and go actually that that is true you've written it down you know you've experienced that you can't your memory can't be blurred and go did that actually happen was I just overreacting and then it's like, no, it, it's written down there on pen and paper. Um, that'd be so amazing to look back at that now and go, that's not happening anymore. I'm in a great relationship now. Like, you're not going to stand for any of the stuff that happened because, you know, you know what to look out for. Um, so you said about your mental health. I know you do a lot of stuff um, with Mind and working with mental health. How did you
1: heal as such from this? Oh, wow, well, that's really interesting, because another way of me finding out that this relationship wasn't right, and no spotting the signs of, mm. um, I'd say, more emotional abuse, and kind of the narcissistic behavior, which is something that I'm obviously really passionate about raising awareness for, um, was because I'm studying um, therapy and studying to be a counsellor. Uh, and, and in that line of work when we're practicing we do come across people that have been in these kind of scenarios and I was just starting to notice some things that people were saying about maybe their past relationships or people they've divorced and stuff like that it, it brought to light what I was experiencing uh, and I was also volunteering with a group um, and the council I worked with kind of a you know mentioned how when you are studying to be a counsellor or doing therapy you will spot things more than, than a lot of people so in that case that that was why and what got me through um was my studies the fact that you know this could be you know not that I wish this on anyone but for me This could happen, so I can help other people, and I can go through the process of helping them through therapy and support in that way. Because I would like to be able to work with people in the future once I'm qualified. Um, My my passion has always been to do with eating disorders, but you know, stems from that comes a lot of other emotional things, and that is also a big trait that impacts people when they're in domestic violence. Ratio is your your appearance, how people um, perceive you, and what your partner is as well. So with that I thought you know maybe this is a sign that I could work with people um in the future so keeping focused on my studies and also at the time um, my healing processes was uh, you know pageants are a huge hobby of mine but I was um, on a mission um you know a number of years ago to to compete in this one particular pageant I put my all into it I dedicated my time to um, being physically fit going to the gym um, and eating well and I think I think that kind of kept me focused and on my mission for my own self-development um and and you know to not let that person take that away from me so having a focus other than them having your own identity is really important so the healing process for me was my, my studies on that note of knowing that this is kind of going to help someone in the future as well as help myself um because i Uh, With my course, I have to have personal therapy. So that's really interesting that I've gone through that process. Um, But also uh, having a a hobby that you're so passionate about and know you could make a real difference. For example, with even now you know years later I'm able to share my story um, and raise money for you know women's aid like you've said you know that supports victims of domestic violence and and keeping the stigma and you know I work I work for a mental health charity and obviously that plays a huge part when you are a victim of domestic violence so it all comes hand in hand Throw myself into positive um opportunities to, to to not only help myself but also to help others too that's actually incredible that
0: they give you personal therapy when you're training to be a therapist um and in that line that's that's amazing because i i am a true believer that everyone should have therapy regardless of whether they've been through anything or not because it really can help you says the person who's not been to therapy in a while (laughs) but honestly um because your personal experience can help someone else and that's that's amazing that really is
1: yeah because you know you know therapy might not be for everyone but if you want to give it a go um obviously there's different types of therapy that work on different Mm. and you know i even through my um my experience with my previous relationship in that dv i actually mentioned about therapy because obviously i'll study it it's something that resonated with me and something i'm close to and researching a lot and i even mentioned that to the person obviously you know i think they were in a stage where they you know didn't believe maybe what they were doing was necessarily wrong and stuff like Mm. that but maybe uh, maybe they will look to that maybe in the future or maybe they won't but you know it, it works for definitely people some people who want to um kind of for me it's almost like a let it out accept it come to terms with it and then um focus on the here and now be present rather than you know dwelling on the past or or panicking about the future I just want to be living here and being present so um that's why I've, I've enjoyed the kind of going down the counseling route and obviously being able to have therapy with that
0: and yeah, I think it has to be a decision you make by yourself, doesn't it? When it comes to that, the therapy and to, to heal yourself. you. When people look out from an outside point of view, when it comes to domestic violence, they go, why did this person not do this? Why did they not see this? And it has to come from that person themselves. You can tell someone a million times that that person's not good for them or, you know, but it has to be that realisation. Um. So with all of that with mental health and you said with pageants how has pageantry helped or hindered your mental health?
1: Oh I definitely say it's helped um I knew that when I was going through that relationship despite still doing pageants I did go to quite a a dark place where I was having some Mm. really deep thoughts um but I knew that they weren't thoughts that I wanted to you know react on they were just thoughts maybe overwhelmingness you know stress related um but what we got me through was noticing that you know I've I've got pageantry you know I, I like to think I've done fairly well I can continue to do so you know alongside the charity work I love that um I love my job I love what I'm I'm hoping to 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 qualify in and I love my family and and the people I've managed to connect with especially in pageants um, have helped me hugely Um, even if you're not directly talking to them about um, what you're going through just having communication with others makes you feel not alone and I think that's really important when it comes to kind of getting out or or noticing the signs that you're in maybe um, not the right type of relationship or in domestic violence because others will hear you and you know you might not believe what they're telling you Oh, you they're not right for you but you actually being able to open up to people shows that there's something there you're noticing something different in your relationship that might be not quite right so and I think pageants have done that for me I've met so many lovely people through it uh, and they've kind of kept me going alongside my family my um, my other friends and and obviously my studies too
0: um yeah uh, that is so true and I think that's why I've always wanted to do these clean chats just kind of to show other girls who are competing in pageants and anyone else who's listening, who's not pageant-related, that we have gone through similar experiences. Like we're not all, it's not just the crown and sash with the pretty makeup stuff. There's there's real people that have gone through real things, um, and it's sharing their experiences, um, and let them know that you know it is okay if you have felt not okay. It's okay to have had these things happen because you're going out the other side. And if you're going through it, we know the signs. We can support you even if it's just being someone to talk to um now with your pageantry of course we talk about platforms and talking about different awarenesses how do you promote i know you have been doing a few campaigns and you have some exciting stuff on the way so how do you use your title to kind of promote this advocacy
1: Yeah so um, obviously I've recently done um, the Break Free from DV campaign which was obviously to allow others in the pageant community or didn't have Mm. to actually be in the pageant community um, kind of come together and share um, their story what kind of abuse they went through Um, obviously it's not detailed because we don't want to trigger anyone um, Mm. but also spotting how they overcome it so I think it's really nice to come away from maybe quite a, a an a daunting and a negative experience to turning into a positive um, and seeing what can be done. Uh, and I've 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 talked to people that have been going through the process of leaving um, a domestic violence relationship, and just and just reassuring them that talking to others, accessing the right support, um, having a safe place to go um, is really vital. Um, so that's what I do with my title—is to continue to raise awareness, whether it's online or, or just talking to people. You know, having my inbox open for anyone—I like I can just say that, vouch for it. If anyone needs to talk, I am a listening ear. Um, anyone can be that. You don't have to be a therapist to do that. Um, mm-hmm. We're not—you know—we aren't to fix each other we're just there to support you um in maybe a difficult time um and what i'm planning to do hopefully um this month is to uh, announce my next campaign is the one that i've been working on for quite a while because it's definitely the most sensitive thing to me um was um kind of spotting the signs of narcissistic behavior and coercive control because um over, over the last couple of years that has become a law that that is not um, a thing that you c- you can do and you can actually go to prison for that um when before it was mainly about the physical abuse and you know they all are not right um so i have had um i had a photo shoot a couple months ago when we we're allowed to have basically used images to show what na- um coercive control and narcissistic behavior can um, can be deemed as uh, and there will be bullet points of what Um, you might notice like what they say or what they do or how they make you feel um, because some of them can be really subtle so you might think oh oh I didn't I never thought of that oh I've had that before but it depends on what extent and how you know extreme it is um, because you know everyone goes through new stages of saying this or doing that but it depends on how much this person is doing it to you and how it's affecting you emotionally uh, or even physically if you're going through that type of abuse so that's my next campaign is to more work on the narcissistic and coercive control because I think that one is really apparent um, especially now once we are now gone into a a second lockdown um, Mm. and you know, domestic violence has been on the rise because we are at home or with our perpetrators um, and, and it's hard to kind of get away from that and to breathe um, so hopefully it'll just help people know that you know there are people that have experienced it um, and there is a way out and there is support out there for them so that's what my campaign my next campaign is about it's called the red flags if uh, once it's all set up so it'll be hashtag the red flags
0: I can't wait to see it and I do remember when you were discussing it and I know <laughs> for those who are who will see the photos it's, it's, it's a total photogenic like there's nothing going on in the pictures um because it's your it's your boyfriend isn't it who's yeah I was gonna <laughs>
1: i wanted to almost put a disclaimer on the bottom like this isn't real life this it's is staged this is a, this is staged um it's me and my lovely partner um and, you know we did it together just because it was just easy to have a male we we did try and reverse the role but uh we just want to make it quite a standout thing how it can look because even though it is subtle it's something mm-hmm. that needs to be noticed so um yeah the, the disclosure it's not it's not real life that situation is not happening to me in the image um it's just something that we want to to, to portray that it, it does happen and these maybe are things that you're going through and maybe haven't realized or maybe they have dawned on you but you you actually want to confirm that that is the case before you make the decisions to to to, to access support or to to reach out and things like that
0: yeah it's incredible it's nice that you have that support as well especially after everything you've gone through um oh. <laughs> are we there
1: I'm still
0: here <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh it's all happening today um <laughs> yeah it's so nice that you have that support but also for to be able to do it in the visual things I think when we hear these words um they don't resonate as much but then actually when you see it written down and the photograph and you think oh my goodness actually that has happened to me and it's these little things that keep happening and keep repeating um and hopefully they will help someone to realise. I remember joining another pageant girls campaign about gaslighting mm-hmm. and someone messaged me and said, you know what, I've tried to put a word on what happened and everything that you described literally describes my relationship. And now I know, now I know that I was right to leave because um, it wasn't right. And it was, you know, someone had put it into words and that's what we do as pageant queens, but also we've gone through that experience to talk about it and talking about it is really important um because it can help even if it just helps one person it still helps um but thank you so much for sharing your story is there anything else you'd like to
1: share before we leave today um not uh, not no I think that's covered most of it like I said I am here if anyone um wants someone to talk to obviously if you want professional support I can direct you to that um Mm. but I will always be a a shoulder to lean on or if you just want advice or or you just want to know that someone is there for you because I definitely am and to say you're not alone and you can definitely um come through the other side I can guarantee you it's much much nicer on the other side uh, a lot more freeing uh, and, and that's what's important is to to make this is your life at the end of the day uh, and no one else should be um ruling it for you or um kind of justifying it or or, or changing it in any way so that's all I'd say really and
0: such an important message to, to, to end on it is yeah your life you make the decisions it's up to you but trust me from two girls who are just talking now who've been through it and got out the other side it is yes so much nicer on this nice green side um, <laughs> in complete freedom thank you so much for speaking to me today thank you